Welcome, welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go! You're wasting time! Welcome to Pottercast, your number one audio source for Harry Potter news, theories, discussion, as well as info straight from the makers of the books and films themselves, like me, Matt Lewis. I play Neville Longbottom in the Harry Potter films, and I'm very happy to be here helping introduce your hosts, the Pottercast trio, Melissa, John, and Sue. I'm back with my Mac. Yay! And it is Pottercast number 62. Woohoo! I'm here with just Sue, there's no John! Oh, poo. I know every week we're missing somebody. It's like it's like somebody's out to just get one of the podcast trio every week. Um, John is very ill, guys. Very, very yes. ill. He's very sad. He's a sad yeah. panda. Um, he's seriously got. I don't. Even, I don't want to say it because I don't know if he wants us to reveal yeah. on the air what's wrong with him. But send. I don't know. Send chicken soup recipes or, you know what? Send him get well cards. That like would be e, nice. Like E get well cards. He'll be so mm-hmm. happy. John at the dash leaky dash cauldron.org. Those dashes. <laughs> those get those dashes in there. That's that's his address. So anyway, it's Pottercast sixty two and we have a fabulous show lined up. So before we do anything else, mm-hmm. why don't we hear about our sponsor? Today's podcast is brought to you by Borders, your home for all sorts of spellbinding books, enchanting music, and magical Ooh. movies. Pottercast listeners can enjoy 30% off from any item at Borders by clicking the Borders coupon on Pottercast.com. Visit Borderstores.com to locate the Borders near you. Borders is coming up with some great new stuff for you guys in the near future, so hang out. They're getting they're getting into the whole book seven idea and getting interactive about it so it's going to be a lot of fun anyway this is pottercast 62 and this is your harry potter podcast for all that stuff all that harry potter stuff discussion and theories and interviews and etc 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 and We've got news a, and news of course well we have a bit of a, a bit of a, 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 a nice short week this week we have just a canon conundrums on dumbledore's portrait Ooh. Ooh. And also a mailbag in which we, inter- we answer some, I don't know, it's some very interesting questions in the mm-hmm. mailbag this week. Our canon conundrums is me and Guru, otherwise known as Jason, and Steve of the Lexicon. And our mailbag is just me and Sue and Kristen. Yay. And so we've got a nice little dainty Short show for you this week. Short yeah. and sweet. But we yeah. have some great stuff coming up in the future. So before we do any of that, why don't we do something that we cannot do this show without, which is Sue's News. Well, some news highlights this week include something from our favorite author who gave us a bit of a treat this Halloween when J.K. Rowling updated her diary on her website with some news on Book 7. Joe writes that she now has a third title in mind for the last Harry Potter book. Yes, that's right, a third title. And she noted, quote, Title 3 currently head by a short nose, or perhaps that should be a vowel and two consonants. Oh, end quote. Thank you, Joe. And in one other update, Joe also broke down what the spell definitions are, including what precisely constitutes a charm, hex, and a curse, among others. You can read all of this by clicking on her website, jkrowling.com, for much more. Also, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince by J.K. Rowling has been nominated at the Royal Mail Awards for Scottish Children's Books in the Younger Readers 8-12 to Years category. These awards will be presented in Edinburgh, Scotland on Monday, November 27th. Congratulations, Joe! In film news now, we have learned that cable channel HBO will be broadcasting what they are calling an exclusive sneak peek at the upcoming Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix starting November 20th. 
As we told you previously, the first trailer for the Phoenix movie will be airing in movie theaters on November 17th, so we do not know if this sneak preview on HBO will also contain a trailer. As Leaky first told you some time ago, the trailer is not expected to be online until November 20th, so this is all very interesting. We are trying to find out more about the sneak preview, and we will, of course, post any video that we get on our website as soon as possible for everyone to see. So stay tuned. Very exciting times ahead. Actress Helena Bonham Carter recently appeared on the BBC Breakfast News program where she discussed her role as Bellatrix Lestrange, saying she was going to film her scenes in Azkaban yet this week. And she was also sporting the dark mark, which she showed to the cameras. And she also had a numbered tattoo on her neck that she said was related to the role of Death Eater. Hmm. Finally, TLC readers have been given a special opportunity for a special pre-sale on getting tickets to the play Equus that will be starring Dan Ratcliffe and Richard Griffiths next year in London. Get a jump start and get your tickets early before they do go on sale to the public on November 12th. The play will begin production next year on February 16th at the Gilgood Theatre in London. Please note that this play does contain a mature and serious subject matter that is not suitable for younger children. Well, for much more, you can always find the most accurate and relevant Harry Potter news and information at leakynews.com, which is updated continually. Melissa? That is a lot of news, Sue. Anytime that we hear from Miss Joe, I'm a happy camper. You know why? I'm happy. I'm happy all the way around this week. Is happy your theme? Yes, it is happy. I know it's Hufflepuff happy, but why am I happy? Because we're going to be soon to be seeing the happy trailer for Order of the Phoenix is coming up before. I can't wait. It's a teaser trailer, so we're all pretty much flipping out for 30 seconds of (laughs) airtime. I don't care at this point. I am just like, bring it on, baby. You know what I'm saying? I love, I love the Potter movies and I love all the Potter stuff. So this this is great. It's good. It's going to be fantastic. I I just, to get the first glimpse at what, if the pictures and the set were any indication, this is going to be the best teaser trailer yet, which it should be. Which it should be. I mean, we saw that picture of, of Luna, you know, Ivana as Luna, and I just love her, and she had the earrings on, and the woman <laughs> rocks, and just, you know. I love her tons. I just, I have a special, she, you know, some people, I, I'm going to say this every time we mention Ivana from here to eternity, yeah. so I'm sorry, guys, but just, you know, <laughs> you meet some people, and they just instantly are somebody that you find special. You know, there are, there are, yeah. and she just has this Luna-esque-ness about her. There's just no other way around it. This girl... You know, it's almost as if J.K. Rowling knew her before she wrote the book. I hope they show her, but I have a feeling that the teaser trailer is going to be something more like, you know, either just very quick flashes or just Harry or just something so theme-oriented that we might not see Luna. Yeah, but what if we heard just like Umbridge, hem, hem, you know, just like real quiet, hem, hem. Oh, man, I can't wait. I can't wait. How great does Imelda Staunton look like she's going to be at that? I know. Hem, hem. Everything we've heard, they have just been raving about her. Dan, like a few weeks ago, was in the Newsweek magazine, was talking about just working with her, how great it was. I mean, everyone has just raved about how great she's been. So I, I remember just, Matt saying that that it's mm-hmm. that it's it's like you know that she's plotting how to kill you with when you, when your back is turned, even though she's smiling at you. Yeah. You know that she's just plotting how to kill you. And I thought that was right. a great a great way to put it because that's so umbrage, oh, you know. So you know so, so much. So. Oh, speaking of news, though, about other things, um, we did hear from Helena. Is it Helena or Helena? Someone I tell me. I don't know. I say okay. Helena, but okay. I could be wrong. Miss Carter, Bottom Carter. Mm-hmm. And she appeared on a, a morning show on the BBC, and she apparently showed her dark mark filming for Ask The dark mark, or was it a different tattoo? 
Well, it said that she tried to show the dark mark on her arm, and and then she had a tattoo on her neck, like a number, like 93 or 83. Interesting. Very. Wonder why, what the number has to do with anything. I, You know, I don't know if it had to do with the year or just the number of the Death Eaters that they've caught. I mean, I... Maybe it was 13, as in 13 years in Azkaban. Or was, she in, was she in for more than that? Oh, now here's what we need, Steve. I do not I, know my timeline. I, I mean, I give know. me a couple of seconds and we can do it, but you guys shouldn't have to sit through us doing math. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I'm sure we'll get emails. Let us know by email how many years. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> hey, listen, please. If, yeah. if Joe yeah. can be bad at math, so right, can we. So, that's right. So, oh, but I just thought that was really cool that she's, it was, you know, they're still filming that and that she was doing it. But, oh, didn't it just give you chills, though, when you think about it? Just Well, I'll tell you what gave me chills. Yeah. Joe saying that there is a third title. Oh, I know. Joe, Miss Joe, can you torture us anymore? A third title. Ah. <laughs> I know. She, Joe, I love The funny thing is she's not going to tell us the other ones. I know. It's cruel. It's cruel. But she, then she says title three is currently ahead by a short nose, or perhaps it should be a vowel and two consonants. <laughs> I know. She's, she's funny. so funny. I know. But it's like, yeah. that's it. That's our clue. That's it. Do you think that we're going to hear that the book is done and get the title at the same time this time? Yeah. I feel like that's what we're heading toward. Well, I mean, she she goes on to say, and her when she's updated her diary this week, she said, I just had a great writing week. I know. But a great writing week for Joe it was probably like 16 for any one of us. Right. <laughs> I, can, I can just imagine what comes out of her on a good writing week. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> and then she mentioned she says she congratulated everybody on their wombat score, so maybe that's a hint that the next the next round is coming. I don't. I just. I, I wonder what her end game is. I wonder if she's just pulling this out until she's done with the book, or maybe there's a title. I I keep saying three wombats and a title, so maybe yeah. maybe I'm right. Maybe I'll be the great you know whatever prognosticator. <laughs> the great? Are you are you a seer now, Melissa? That's it. You oh yeah, Salani. yeah. <laughs> And I, if I was a seer, I would have been better at seeing when my computer would need to go into service. Aww. And thank you, everybody, who said that, oh, my gosh, Melissa's Mac crashed. No, my Mac did not crash. Macs don't crash. The only thing that happened is that I used it so much that I wore away the, the, the coating on the keys <laughs> and, so, and also on the casing. So I brought it in and they had to fix it, but they couldn't get the part. So that's what took it so long. Oh, it's that just that I, I loved my Mac too much. I need All to right. get a Mac. I, I, I think this. everybody needs to get a Mac, but that's another podcast. Yeah. So. Okay. What else when, do we have to talk about, Sue? Mr. Dan Ratcliffe, we saw an ad, and we have a special for our readers, right? Right. Uh, if you uh, now through November 12th, you can get a seat for Dan doing Equus at mm-hmm. uh, the Gilgood Theater in London. Mm-hmm. Before the rest of the public, you can get good seats now. So jump on that. It's on a bad on, on an ad on the top of Leaky, and it's also in our news postings. We'll put a link in the show notes. You can, I mean, we get, we get, we got this offer. They said, do you want to offer this to your, to your readers? You said, hell yeah. Yeah. Bring but it what on. came with that was a really beautiful piece of artwork that's serving as the, you know, the main work for Equus. And it's a picture of presumably Dan. It could be a, mo- yes. a different model, but it's presumably Dan. I would imagine it's him. I think it's probably him. Yeah. And it's his chest and the chest morphs into the horse head and the body. It's so yes. provocative and amazing. It really is. It was really striking when I saw that. I had been away for a couple of days and I came back and I and I I was reading Leaky and I saw this and I was like, wow, check that out. That was just really, just really caught my my breath, you know? It just made yeah. me go, wow. Yeah. So. Really striking art. And that's always such a joy to put on the page. Like we get we get mm-hmm. so excited just to see the yeah. look of that on the page when it's so cool. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so go so make sure you go and do that. I'm excited. I think I'm gonna get to see it. I hope. I'm gonna try and get over Ooh. there to see it. Be awesome. 
I'm telling you guys, it is a hard play. Do not think that you're going to see happy, happy, happy right. Harry. And this no. is a really, it's a difficult play to sit through. It's a difficult play to watch. It's a difficult play to read. And it's going to be really difficult for those of us who know Dan as Harry to watch him going through that character's right. Right. journey. It's very um, difficult. But, you know, I give him so much props. I, I've said this before, but I just think he's really maturing both. You know, I mean, clearly we've seen him growing up, but I just, I for him to to want to take this on, because this is something he's really going to be out there. I mean, it's just him, you know? Oh, and yes. It's just I, him. <laughs> yes. I mean, but I just, so I give him a lot of credit for taking that on, because it just opens him up for so much criticism. And I just think, you know what? So I applaud you, Dan. That's, that just rocks. Seriously, because a lot of people don't take chances like that because they're afraid no. of what the public's going to say. And who mm-hmm. is under more scrutiny than freaking Dan Radcliffe? Like, right. so yeah, more power to you. It's going to be amazing. I just, again, really hope that audiences treat it with the respect it deserves. I do too. Hoping for that. Um, speaking of Dan Radcliffe, well, another thing we've heard from Mr. David Thewlis, who I just love and adore. He's a great actor, and he plays Ramus Lupin, and he'll be. There was an interview with him, and he said he'll, he'll be back in Order of the Phoenix. And he says, he was talking about Harry in the last book. And he was asked, do you think Harry will be killed off? And he says, I think Dan Radcliffe thinks that, but I'm not sure. So he is in our camp that thinks that Harry's going to live, survive book seven. Yeah, Dan, I think on a set, maybe, or in some interview recently, yeah. said that he thinks Dan's going to he thinks Harry's going to die. I know. I don't talk to people like that. I might make an <laughs> exception for Dan Radcliffe, but... <laughs> I don't so talk to people him. to say that. Say, Dan, sorry, what's Dan. the deal? What's the yeah. deal? <laughs> sorry, Dan. Sorry. You want to come on podcast for an interview? I'm sorry. We can't talk. Because, you, yeah. you know, sorry. No. <laughs> I think maybe we'll have him, we'll allow him to explain his opinion if he wanted to uh-huh. do so on the show. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, anyway. So what else? Anything else important that we should hash over, discuss like two women of a coffee or what? Well, you know what I need to do, though? I'm, I'm slacking, but I need to go get going here because I have to go take the quiz that we have on Leaky. Oh, right. We have a new quiz. Yes. We, let me tell you Say guys. what? Say what? A quiz? Say what? Say what? <laughs> we have been getting your emails. We have over the past, oh, six months. We know mm-hmm. you wanted another quiz in there. We know. But we wanted to put it on a system where it would be easy to update for other people, where it didn't just take, you know, a genius programmer to put it in. Yeah. And so we finally have got the, all that sorted out. So expect many updates over there shortly. I know it, it, you guys, like, loved it. It was one of the most popular things we've done mm-hmm. on Leaky in a long time. So we will be up- updating that more. Yes. I got a, I think I got a 92 or something on that quiz. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But. Okay, we'll have to take. I have. I haven't taken you. I know. Shocking. Slacking. I'm slacking. Slacking, Sue. I know. Oh my gosh. Okay. All well, right. anyway, a couple, couple quick announcements before we go on to the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Podcast Alley. Thank you guys for going over and voting for us. You can. Yay! You know, it's really easy to to do it. Actually, you can just do it from podcast.com on the right mm-hmm. side. So go do that because it is a new month. Thank you. We mm-hmm. will be. There will be a live podcast at Phoenix Rising. And um, that is a convention in New Orleans. New Orleans. I can't New Orleans. wait. New Orleans. New Orleans. Mm-hmm. in May. Uh, you can sign up for that. You have to be signed up to see it. And we're doing we're we're mm-hmm. doing um a big event in the opening night of Phoenix Rising. Really exciting for us. And the people over there have been so wonderful and warm and helpful that it's been nice. Go to thephoenixrises.org and sign up for that because we've got we've got some special ideas and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's our first real sort of big live podcast. Yeah. For us, just us. It's not a leaky mug. It's just no. not that we don't love the leaky mugs because we love That's doing true. the leaky mugs. But this That's is true. a different. It's got a more adult vibe. It's more, mm-hmm. you know, it's more. It's more. Uh, it's more podcast. 
podcast i've been watching john stewart um so he's so great i love he's him so funny so right you can so you can sign up for it at the phoenixrises.org it comes free with registration there's no additional fee we right. hate giving additional fees the blog challenge remember that if you blog about pottercast we will find you there's no well we'll, we'll talk about that more at the end of the yeah. show and remember that we have a new segment where you call us at between 7 and 7.30 <laughs> Eastern Standard Time on Thursdays, not Friday, Thursdays. You call us on the Pottercast Skype line or any of the numbers that you see on Pottercast.com, and we will be sitting there waiting, and the best the best call will end up on the show. You have no idea who's going to end up on the line. It might be me. It might be Sue. It might be Matt Lewis. I, you know? We don't, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Different, different, different strokes for different folks. So... That's Thursday, and I think now we should go on to our little uh, canon conundrum-y thing. Oh, cool. Yay. Happiness. We'll see you later. And now it's time for Canon Conundrums, featuring special guest Steve Vanderark from the Harry Potter Lexicon. Listen in as our panel tries to figure out one specific issue from the Harry Potter canon. Who could possibly figure that out? Welcome, everybody. It's our canon conundrums for episode number 62. I am Melissa, and I am here with our friends. Uh, Steve Vanderark of the Harry Potter lexicon. And this is Jason, guru of... I don't know. Swamp land. <laughs> leaky, leaky land. Now, where are you from, anyway? I'm from Leaky. That's the, once leaky. you're from Leaky. I peek out of the reading groups every once now and then. Once you're from Leaky, that's, that's it. <laughs> you're from... That's yep. where you're from forever. No, Jason... <laughs> this is like my third canon conundrum in a row. It's getting... It's Jason, getting you're downright thing. regular. I mean, I, I sort of like this. There's... there's It's a very quiet... I get you guys all to myself this week. <laughs> See, last week was quite the opposite. We had a lot done because Mel wasn't here, so... Oh, uh, Oh, yeah, hey, sure. How about if I read the question while I'm still yeah, alive? Okay. I'm what totally I, not backing you up on that. <laughs> All right. Our question for the week is, how much will Dumbledore's portrait be able to help Harry in book seven? Tons. All right. Which is a, a fabulous, fabulous question because I think we run smack dab into the fact that the whole portrait thing is handled somewhat inconsistently in the books. And in some cases, they seem to be clearly sentient characters who are participating in, in the now. In other words, they react to the things going on around them. They don't just uh, just stand there and re- kind of repeat the same thing over and over. Like Because uh, that's, that's kind of what the pictures mm-hmm. in a wizard book, it seems like they just repeat the same action over and over. Mm-hmm. But the portraits don't do that. Right. Well, so, we should... So that's the problem, I guess. So what can we expect? Well, here's what Joe has to say about it. She actually addressed this at the Edinburgh Book Festival the last time that she did, did a question and answer session there. And the transcript is on her website. And the question was, all the paintings we have seen at Hogwarts are of dead people. They seem to be living through their portraits. How is this so? If there was a painting of, Har- of Harry's parents, would he be able to obtain advice from them? And it's an interesting answer. She said, they're all of dead people. They're not as fully realized as ghosts. The place where you see them really talk is in Dumbledore's office primarily. The idea is that the previous headmasters and headmistresses leave behind a faint imprint of themselves. They leave their aura almost in the office and they can give some counsel to the present occupant, but it is not like being a ghost. They repeat catchphrases almost. The portrait of Sirius's mother is not a very 3D personality. She is not very fully realized. 
She repeats catchphrases that she had when she was alive. If Harry had a portrait of his parents, it would not help him a great deal. If he could meet them as ghosts, that would be a much more meaningful interaction. But as Nick explains it at the end of Phoenix, there are some people who would not come back as ghosts because they are unafraid or less afraid of death. So in other words, yeah, what you said. So basically, are we saying that the question is done here? That, no, that, no, 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 uh, no. Because if Dumbledore's going to you know, offer catchphrases, you know, death is but the next great adventure every so often, it's not going to do a whole lot of good. Well, I think the portraits so far have done more than just that yeah. they are they are right like that was my point is that yeah. regardless of what she said i think we've seen we've seen portraits doing more than that well, but i think it's fair to i mean we do need to keep this in mind it's not like having dumbledore there it's not like having you know all of dumbledore's wisdom i don't think no i mean she wouldn't say this if if there wasn't some truth to it even even though like you say we have seen people like uh what's that guy phineas nigelis phineas you know he kind of seems to go a little bit beyond just catchphrases but you know could you could you you know sit down and have a heart to heart with them no i don't think so you know could he tell you things that he knew in life i'm not so sure well she says i mean she says specifically they leave their aura almost they repeat catchphrases almost so i always sort of got the idea that in any given situation the portrait would say something like what the real person would say, but only because they sort of know that's what the real person would say. Coming from any real wellspring of knowledge or or wisdom. Uh-huh. It's just sort of this is yeah. how Dumbledore would react here, so this is what I'll do. Right. You know? And like, right. So it's not it's not it's not coming from any now living or if you want to use that word being. Yeah. It's just sort of this pattern. And like if you fed like you know the Dumbledore portrait, you know, if you had to sit down and talk to him and told him new information, he wouldn't like be able to sit there and think about it and give you some great answer. Yeah. Although they can react to new information because Phineas Nigellus, uh, when he found out that Sirius was dead, said, Oh my, you know, my great, great grandson is dead and go, you know, and went off traipsing out. So obviously he was, you know, you can say, yeah, he's reacting in the way that that character would have reacted. I'm sure that's correct, but he certainly was reacting to brand new information mm-hmm. and saying true. something new. He also, though, so. if it's a very careful portrayal there, it says he, he, he like reacts, no, surely not the last of the black. Surely the dynasty cannot be ended. Surely not. You know, it's, it's that coming from that proud Phineas place. Mm-hmm. Instead yeah, of true. maybe where that's the real true. Phineas would have been actually upset mm-hmm. by the loss of the person, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's different. That is true. That is true. And and I think we're, what we're looking at here is, in some cases, in some ways of looking at it, is Joe is trying to explain a, a, a creative literary device that she came up with that's an enjoyable part of the books. And then, of course, we fans demand, you know, scientific explanations for yeah. these things. Right. And to some extent, it's like, okay, <laughs> this is the idea I had, you know, and it's not necessarily going to be something you can nail down exactly. And, and, and so here you go. So. It actually seems like very... Very well thought out. I mean, surely she probably didn't think it out to the extent that some of us will <laughs> analyze it to death, but I don't know. You know, I think, I uh, know. let's just say that, I mean, the fact that she said this quote that Melissa read is most likely, I mean, I think if nothing else, what I take from that is she doesn't want people to think that Dumbledore or other portraits like can continue to be the same kind of right. wise, you know, sage mm-hmm. influence that mm-hmm. they were in life. Mm-hmm. So if we are going right. to expect any, you know, anything out of Dumbledore's portrait, it's probably not going to be like along the lines of, hey, uh, where do you think the, <laughs> the other Horcruxes <laughs> exactly. are? Or, you know, it might right. be, the shelf, it's going to have to be more subtle. Right. Well, it's almost like, you know, almost like a, 
in a sort of a weird way, you know, one of the ways that I organize when I do things is I stick up post-it notes on a whiteboard. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now in a, in a sort of a way, it's almost like that. It's almost like you've got a bunch of post-it notes that can give you pieces of information up there on the wall and you can kind of synthesize what they might all have to say. So, you yeah. know, in a sense, it's a, it's like a feedback system or a, or a collection of, of wise sayings, but it's just your, in a sense, you're just going to have to organize it yourself and pull your own information in and, and interpret it and things like that. Hmm. You know, I sort of, I sort of don't think he's going to be very helpful. I think Harry is already at the point where he doesn't rely on the, on the portraits and he, yeah. I just mm-hmm. don't think, I can't see him going there for help from Dumbledore. You know what I mean? I do. I mean, that's in, in a way like literarily, that's kind of part of the point of mm-hmm. why Dumbledore is gone. You know, Harry is ready to that's right. proceed on his own. That, that's right. Okay. Uh, this is just a weird question, but I was wondering a lot of the portraits seem to have, like more than one portrait, you know, and they're, they kind of move between them. Do you think mm-hmm. that Dumbledore is going to have another portrait somewhere? Oh my gosh, she probably has a Maybe ton. it could be somewhere useful. Yeah, you'd think he'd have a lot of them. Yeah. You yeah. know? He probably does. Is, 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 is a portrait like the portrait in the, in the headmaster's office, is that a special portrait? Does that one have some sort of extra magic put on it or something? Or is just any time you get a portrait, does it, is it automatically... You know, in the well, wizarding world, mm-hmm. is it automatically a, a, a you know a semi-sentient portrait? Yeah, well, the know. portrait, uh, the thing about the the headmaster's office is that it it seemed I don't know if I'm right or not, but it seemed to have just appeared there automatically. It didn't. Yeah, that's, you know, that was my impression too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't, right. I don't think that was actually said. Like but. I've yeah, heard people just, say, well, maybe like there's one ready, and like the house elves like sneak in and do it, or. But it, yeah, it just seems like that's part of like the magic of Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. That was totally my impression of right. it. Right, mine too. Is that it would right. just appear out of nowhere? Right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I, there's there's nobody's nobody's sitting in a corner somewhere, quick painting it. Yeah, you know? yeah it's like a newspaper having an obit ready. You know what I mean? It's it's um, yeah. right. It's, yeah, basically. But and Rowling says, I think in that quote that only dead people have portraits. And that's true. I may have mm-hmm. not quite understood what she meant. Um, but that was what I. I think I think she says that what we. What we've seen are portraits of dead people. I don't, okay, I don't yeah, think that, it means... That may be all she was saying. Yeah. I don't know if it means you have to be dead. But the, yeah. the thing is, what I always wondered is if the chocolate card frogs count as portraits. Right. And if so, does that yeah. mean... She said that in one of her uh, FAQs or something, she said something about people were wondering whether whether the order Dumbledore was going to use his was going to use his his chocolate frog cards and she said mm-hmm. something else she thought that was a really clever idea or something no like that. she said that um that was regarding how the order communicates and she said they oh. have a different way and then we learned in book oh, six that yeah. it was their that it was their portraits but i still i just you know in book i said this in book one when harry turns he gets dumbledore and he looks back and dumbledore's gone i just yeah. imagine that little dumbledore squirreling off to tell people yeah. you know <laughs> Right, you know? right. Oh, yeah. Well, it worked out. Yeah, he's there. He's fine. He's and safe. I got the card in there so we can get the clue about Philomel. Oh, yeah. man, this is tricky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here I go, setting up six years of oh. books. Uh, oh, my gosh, that'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. That's right. I definitely tend to think that the cards are different. I think they might be more like photos or something. Mm-hmm. Because so, I imagine so that... Then why, did, why did uh, Dumbledore insist that his picture not be taken off the chocolate See, frog that's cards? the thing. It sees like the, the kind Dumbledore. of thing she would throw. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> you That's know? enough of an answer. But it seems like such the quirky thing that yeah. we wouldn't give a second a second thought to. But then it she's like, be... "Aha! I told you he didn't want to be taken mm-hmm. off with yeah. the chocolate mm-hmm. frog cards." That would cards. be cool. The thing about the portraits is, 
of the few that we've seen, it seems like the the person, the I don't want to call them the person, the aura or whatever that you see, you know the representation of the person in the portrait can only be in one of them at a time, you know. And I, it doesn't seem like it's that way with the frog cards. Like they they might be doing a slightly different kind of magic, but I don't think yeah, because there are hundreds hundreds yeah. of copies of that card. You know, mm-hmm. so that but that's an interesting thing that you just said that, that it can only be in one of them at a time. So if 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 the Dumbledore one is uh, is awake in Dumbledore's office, but say he's up in St. Mm-hmm. Mungo's, is that one always sleeping, or does that one just sort of that one's not there? I think is it not there? Yeah, I guess so. It's just empty. Harry couldn't, remember there was like the blank the blank portrait in right. yeah, yeah. Uh, Grimo Place, mm-hmm. which huh. like really oh, so makes you these... think that like it's. A, it makes you feel like it's a person, right? Cause like right. they can only be in one place at one time. Right. So it's kind of, I don't know. It just like, mm-hmm. as much as you try to tell yourself that, okay, they're, they're an imprint, they're whatever they throw catchphrases at you. Like you feel like they're, they're there. you know, cause they can be a messenger. They can do these things. It's, it's really tricky. They can get mad at each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting that Harry never, I mean, he's in Dumbledore's office after Dumbledore dies and he sees the Dumbledore, portrait sleeping in his frame and harry already just doesn't care it's not dumbledore he didn't even give it a second Mm -hmm. look yeah Mm -hmm. he's learned his lesson i guess Mm -hmm. and i don't know if it relates back to seeing the mirror of erised or other things or you know he's Mm -hmm. just personally matured and he's beyond that point well i think there is that so so uh, but but the idea of whether at this point, whether he's going to go to the portrait and try to talk to it the way he went to Nick, say, at the end of five, you know, if he's going to go to the portrait and discover what is he going to discover other other, you know, yeah, I'm losing my thread. But I sort of hmm. people I, have uh, I'm go good. I was just going to I think I was going to take us in a different direction. So, well, yeah, I, a couple <laughs> of things come to mind here. I, I sort of think as a plot point, as a plot device, rather that she's sort of not going to use Dumbledore as Dumbledore's portrait as a mm. plot device per se, you know, it might right, be some emotional right. point. Like I really feel like that Phineas Nigellus thing at the end of five was maybe bending her rules a little bit, but just so, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. attractive of an emotional point right. for a writer. Right. You know, mm-hmm. cause that was a I beautiful thing. Ex- right. I think that's exactly right. No, I think that's what that was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we can't, we can't, it would be unfair to take that as, proof of anything i think that you're exactly right she chose to use that because it was such a great moment i couldn't resist that if i were her you know no no. (laughs) and i agree i mean seeing you know making dumbledore's portrait a major plot point does seem kind of icky in a way like (laughs) you know it just like Like, it seems like so he's gone get over it already yeah Yeah. and it's like you know after seeing the real dumbledore like you know and full of life like just Mm -hmm. having that like play like some you know minor part like mm-hmm. some morbid parrot, out. like just yeah. I would. Yeah, some morbid parrot. You know? That's a great <laughs> phrase. Like some morbid parrot. <laughs> Seriously, yar, like, yar. <laughs> Pirate Dumbledore. Oh, no, but that's gosh. that's so that is so absolutely right on the money. It'd be like some morbid. Parrot. Oh, I wouldn't want to be around that thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> wasn't that a Monty Python sketch? You're, oh, you're yeah. kidding. <laughs> oh. That'd be funny. <laughs> the dead Dumbledore sketch. Oh, oh dear. Ministry of Funny Dumbledore. <laughs> Feet. <laughs> um, some, some people the have wall he'd be pushing up the daisies <laughs> people so. have uh, mentioned there's like a small i forget what the phrase is when mcgonagall first see notices the portrait like she makes some small like movement or hesitation right. or something which you know right. most people i think is meant to be taken 
as you know just kind of shock at like oh sinking in like yeah he's really mm-hmm. gone yeah. but some people have noticed that and thought oh well she's like noticing something or it means mm-hmm. something to her mm-hmm. about the portrait. i think i think i think the first yeah, yeah. said there that so it's just she's just dealing with the same thing we did when right. i mean when i first read it and there was this portrait it's like oh yeah, like, my goodness okay i guess yeah yeah <laughs> right yeah, it's sort so, of like cementing it. It's like, well, if you didn't already think so, <laughs> right. you know. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I got a question for you guys, though, as long as we're talking about portraits, because sure. I'm just wondering that Dobby's portrait of Harry. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, no, seriously. So is there some really warped, deformed Harry oh, in a portrait somewhere going, I do, I do, I do, you know, cause he can't me. talk because it was like his mouth is on upside down or something. And he's, oh, you know, bizarre I just wonder if, yeah, bizarro Harry. Well, we'll never I just find wonder if some, you know, gonna die, so somewhere along the line, you know, we're going to have to be, have a little chat with the Harry portrait. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering. See, yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> um, yeah. I would imagine that if a wizard could paint a regular portrait and it wouldn't do anything, like there must be some, you know, they so you use like some spells magic? or special paints or something to do the wizard portraits. I see. But, and especially an elf, I don't even know like what applies then. Uh-huh. I still, I don't know. I still like the idea of having to talk to the Dabby portrait. That <laughs> yeah. and all, the, all the, all the pictures that Colin Creevy took in book two. And what is the point of that? Somewhere right. there's all these pictures of Harry, you know, but the photos seem different. Um, that's true because like I always got to me, the photos were like capturing a moment in time, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like, I guess a photo does. And, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> but like, I, I think back to the one with, with Harry and, uh, Gilderoy Lockhart where Harry's like trying to get out of the frame. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was kind of like the essence okay. of that moment. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. and, and, mm-hmm. and I, I've, the other thing about the, the photos is we know that I think, unless I'm getting just the movie mixed up, but I think like from seeing Gilderoy's office, don't they mention that he's got like tons of photos of himself and you can see his face and like multiple ones. Mm-hmm. So it's not the same as the portrait. And smiling and winking. Right. But, you know, are they right. Are they photos or are they portraits? Who? Which I think ones? The, I think they are photos. I think you're right. Lockhart's yeah, or photos? Lockhart's. Yeah, I thought they were photos. So that's interesting. Again, so, it might be movie. But it does seem to say it. that it is all, that it's really only dead people who get portraits. Right. Yeah. Right. I can't think of a live maybe, person we've seen with a portrait. Harry. Well, the Dobby portrait, you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like a kid drawing a picture with and a that, crayon. And that, and that, and that. <laughs> with elf magic. With elf magic. Oh, Dobby. Leave you know, our Dobby you get, alone. You get that little... You get the little three-year-old, you know, wizard with this first box of crayons, and before you know it, you've got all these things on the wall going, and that, and that, and that. Oh, <laughs> terrible, terrible. I drew a picture of you, Mommy. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> the whole room is going nuts all these yeah. crayon drawings so clearly there's got to be some hats. some kind of intention i think so <laughs> oh my goodness some please. special procedure yeah. to making it one mm-hmm. of those magic portraits but then again where did the one from of dumbledore come from who was doing the magic i wonder so, if they like set it up <clears throat> somehow beforehand or you know maybe it is just yeah. a hogwarts or, thing. or is that is is there a difference between a portrait in dumbledore's office I guess McGonagall's office now, mm, and let's say the the fat lady or one of the other portraits. Well, those aren't portraits, I don't think. Well, I don't know. Maybe the fat lady was a real person, but like Sir Cadigan, those things I think are just paintings, right? Of made up stuff. Uh, Could be. Maybe. I never really thought about it in detail. Well, Sir Sir Cadogan. I wouldn't. I wouldn't Although, necessarily. Yeah, say I guess that. a lot of paintings are like based on a model. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, the sky clearly is nobody in it, but it's still pretty enchanted circa duggan <laughs> seems like he right. did exist at some point 
I don't know. Maybe maybe he's yeah, made maybe up. So. Or he could just but be he's like, such like a weirdo. He is a weirdo, <laughs> yeah. isn't he? <laughs> it could be like like those million pictures of medieval <laughs> scenes that you see in museums all over the place. Just some knight and his uh-huh. horse, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. But then, how, where do uh-huh. they get the where do they get the personality from if they didn't previously exist? Is it from the artist? That's true. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. Oh, more would... cat and conundrums questions topics <laughs> yeah let's see what another another wonderful plot device just this you know circa duggan for example and his little fat pony yeah <laughs> he just want a riot has, i love the stuff she thinks up man oh man yeah i, I wonder what she's gonna write next book seven oh, that'll be the best <laughs> besides that i mean <laughs> i know i know um yeah uh, uh don't yeah <laughs> we, we, can, we can talk for so hours. So anyway, we've about talked that. about portraits. We've talked about, and and are you saying then that a portrait of like Vi or Fat Lady is uh, is a different thing than the portrait of a headmaster in the headmaster's office? Well, I don't know. I thought. See, I always thought that she was a made up thing. But if it's a portrait, then maybe it, maybe it is the same as you know a, a mm-hmm. portrait of a more famous person. Mm-hmm. And so, so then. The magic is not, do, somebody would have to have made that painting of Dumbledore then too. I guess that's where I was driving at. Although I, I really like the idea that Hogwarts itself yeah. kind of generates these things when when the head dies. I like that too. I think, too. You know, it's just something kind of cool about that. Maybe and I don't have a problem with the, with, the, with the portraits in Dumbledore's office being different, being stronger, being, uh, you know, having a little bit more mm. of whatever. Well, they got more juice. Yeah. They're, I mean, in, they're uh, in the we, headmaster's office, you know? Right. <laughs> There's more magical. Well, and, I mean, look them. at, for example, look at the, look at the, the I was going to say sorting hat, but sorting hat is, again, a completely unique object, I think. Right. But, you know, there's, there are other objects where we see them having some sentience. The Marauder's Map is another example, which it reacts the to the present. It yeah. reacts to the present, it, you know, it, even though it's right. the... the, oh, the oh, because it's kind of got the personalities of the teenage right, Marauders. But it, and, but it is yeah. able to react to the present exactly. circumstances. Yeah, right. that's a good point. So, so Anyway, I just like the idea of, the, of Hogwarts sort of generating that portrait automatically on Dumbledore's death. But as for how, how, you know, will Dumbledore's portrait be helpful? I don't know. I guess is it time for final wrap-ups? Yeah, probably. Okay. Oh, man. I'll go first. I'll go first. <laughs> yeah, do it. it. Will it be helpful? I don't think much. Mm-hmm. I think that... Uh, I'm and, and I'm saying this from my own personal feeling more than anything. I mean, could, but I, I kind of feel like you know, Dumbledore's gone. Let's, you know, let's just accept that fact and move on. And I think Joe's kind of given us that indication too in the answer to you know, the question at the, in New York when she said, you know, no, he's dead. That's, mm. that's, that's, that's it. And I think, you know, you got to say he's gone. And so if you're going to bring that portrait and have that portrait suddenly be a really big part of the story, in a sense, it's like, Oh no, he's not. There he is yet. You right. know? So you my own no. personal feeling is that for that kind of mushy story related reason, I would say, no, I don't think it's going to be much influence at all. on Harry. Yeah. Well, my feeling, I'm going to take Steve's just a little bit farther and say that I think that outside of the end of the book, like maybe when everything's wrapping up and there's really no more plot to be found that I don't even think we're going to see it. I think that it's done. I mean, just that look mm-hmm. of, of Harry seeing it, seeing it's and not even having a reaction just mm-hmm. signified its utter uselessness in the rest of the story, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, I think you got, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. I so. wish I could go oppo here, but I, mean, <laughs> I, I agree. It's, I don't see it being any help. I mean, I think maybe it served its biggest purpose already, which was just to really kind of, you know, hammering the fact that 
yep, he's gone. And yeah. the, the fact that he's gone is the reason that this portrait is here now. So, you know. But Mel, you don't think that, that Harry's even going to talk to him. It's just, no. it's going to be a I think if, dropped thing. If he was going to talk to him, then it it sort of means that there, like you said, that there's a, was still a reason to have mm-hmm. Dumbledore around. And at that point, why do we kill him? Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I didn't kill him. Oh, you we know, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, damn you, Joe! It was. <laughs> oh, the old guy with the beard always, always gets it. Gets you know it. That? Yeah, <laughs> kind of like the red shirts in Star Trek. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> they put me in a red shirt. <laughs> you see him about book I'm four. Going on Double nurse going. Wait a minute. I've got a beard. Yeah, time to trim this thing. <laughs> oh, He's like, boy. hang on a Better second. teaching Harry I, fast. I've read a couple of fantasy books. This is not going to go well. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, anyway, I think we've, uh, I think we've nailed that one. To the uh, wall, yeah. like a portrait. <laughs> to the wall, there like a go. portrait with a permanent sticking charm. Permanent sticking charm, <laughs> indeed. Like an know. elf portrait. Yeah, my favorite <laughs> portrait is still that of Sirius's mother. I thought it was a mm. Dobby's Harry portrait. Well, there's that one too, but my favorite is still Sirius. Yeah, Sirius' mother. mother is a, a pretty hag <laughs> yeah. um, of a mother. I gotta say, I think my favorite is in the Prime Minister's office. Oh, the little man. The yeah, little that so perfect, <laughs> so perfect, and so I love the the, the image of the Muggle politician people or Candyman or whatever trying to get it off the wall, and they just right, can't right. do it. <laughs> it's awesome. They Muggles call versus like, a permanent sticking charm. Exactly. <laughs> my money's like, on the sticking charm. Double sided tape. But industrial yeah. strength. So. So then he tries to pretend like it's not there. Right. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Just ignores guy. it. I know. It's that so is bad. a brilliantly written chapter, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Oh, I love that chapter. Yeah, really there's do. so many things. It's such great satire. Uh-huh. It is. It's hilarious. <laughs> My dear man. All righty. All right. Well, then. Are we wrapping this up? I yeah. think it's wrapped. All righty. Like Wrap a bow for well, Christmas, which is coming like shortly. A, Chipotle burrito. Don't, don't. We, we went the whole panic conundrum without that. The whole said, thing. Look what you're doing right now. Just throw well, it out the window. Somebody's you might as well stick call it him. the best canon conundrums of episode 62 we've ever had. <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> it's the best the best John free canon conundrums we've ever done. You know? Or have we for, missed, for oh, he's, has he missed other ones? He has missed yes. other ones. Oh, okay. The best canon conundrums we've ever done while John's been sick with a bad sore throat. How about that? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Like Just like you said, Jason, as long as somebody repeats his stupid jokes... He'll never That's be right. gone. Yeah. <laughs> He's still with us. He will not be gone from Hogwarts. <laughs> as long as people still laugh at his stupid jokes. I don't think anybody oh, laughed. Dear. I don't think they were, were well, quite there yet. Laughing, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Someone I think it's time, time to go. I think it's past time. All right. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Welcome to the mailbag. Wee. Wee. Oh, so I'm sorry. Try <laughs> not to squeal because I have like this new um, listener protection policy that I'm going. I'm not going to be squeeing <laughs> to people's ears unexpectedly anymore. I'm oh. promising. Listener <laughs> protection <CNS>. policy. I love it. <laughs> you know, it's hard to such a gentle wheeze. Hilarious. Why did somebody write? You no, know, I just felt bad that you know that people had in the past said that my squeeze can be a little just. Dis- 
you know, boomulating to them out there. So I'm not gonna. I like your squeeze. I don't know what this is. You know, I like your squeeze. Your squeeze are awesome. I can't help, but they just come out of me. I don't know. But I'm just gonna do gentle wheeze, squeeze, wheeze. Okay. Well, you sh- you shouldn't you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, don't suppress the squeeze, Sue. No. Okay, okay, I can't suppress the squeeze. There. <laughs> <laughs> there it comes. All right, here's our first voicemail. Hey guys, this is Villa Wolf. I was just wondering what the chances are that uh, Voldemort left one of his Horcruxes actually in the orphanage since he left one in the cave. Mm, I would say slim to none. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, I just, I don't see the plot going that way. I mean, I think the orphanage served its purpose and it was the scene of the flashback. Yeah. Yeah. I think done. I think we're done with that. I mean, good question. I, I just don't see, I, I'm, I'm with you, Kristen. I mean, I don't see us returning to, if you want to say, the scene of the crime or where it all began for him. Because I think it, it, that we're, if we're going to make any journeys back to the past, it's going to be to where I think it would be more likely at Godric's Hollow. So, But I don't think, in terms of Voldemort's Horcrux being there, no. I, I don't think that he he would choose something like that. I don't view that as a source of good, happy memories for him. So I don't think he would choose... Yeah, he chooses areas of accomplishment. Right. He chooses um, somewhere he's he's triumphed. He chose he chose the cave. I th- I thought because it was a first a first real show right. of power. Yeah, you know, and that's and that's the, whatever base and that was. It was sort of a trophy. Like so, I just don't see him wanting to associate the Muggle world with his. Right, I agree with you one hundred percent exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, while the idea makes me sad that he might have used it like the Hufflepuff cup or whatever. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't see it, you know. So I'm sorry. I just love that you're sad that the cup might be evil. I know because it, you're sad that the Hufflepuffs have been It is. It's just like this, this blemish, this stain of ugliness that not besmirch the Hufflepuff. You like puff cup? Feel bad for the cup. It's the cutest thing <laughs> ever. But you know, okay, but it's true. It can't be. It just can't. Um, but I, I just, I'm with you guys. I just don't see. I think he would go with something more, like you said, not ostentatious, but just something more about him and his glory. And that orphanage isn't a scene of glory for him. I don't think. Yeah. But let's go to the next voicemail. Hi, uh, my name's Josh, and I'm from Texas, and uh, I'm actually here with my three-year-old nephew. Um, and I was just listening over to some stuff and rereading some stuff, and I was wondering if, um, in one of the interviews, I think it was with, with Melissa and Emerson, Joe said that we would be seeing a member of the Order we haven't been properly introduced to yet, and um, and that they would play a huge part in Book 7. Now, could this be Aberforth? We haven't been properly introduced to him yet, and the huge role that he could play is as a DADA teacher. Oh, yes, yes! Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I say yes. He seems like he a does. cool guy. He does. Sort of hippie. Sort of Dumbledore's funky brother. Well, yes. <clears throat> There's kind of that that stigma about him, but the goat thing is a little bit questionable. Gotta, we like, actually get that question a lot. People people who yeah. missed who Aberforth was, and for anyone who wonders, yeah. Aberforth what is Dumbledore's brother, and he's a barkeeper in the Hogshead. Hogshead, and that's why the Hogshead smells faintly of goats. So apparently, he got fined for using inappropriate charms on goats, but did not stop. Yes. So he's sort of country bumpkin back. Like they they said that he can't 
he wasn't sure Dumbledore wasn't sure he could read. So doesn't that illuminate something about Dumbledore's family? Oh yeah, it really does. Yeah, it makes you wonder. You know, well, how is it that Dumbledore ended up so? I'm sorry, Sue, but how is it that Dumbledore ended up so 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 educated? And I before nothing. Well, I think it was a matter of choice. I think maybe they both grew up to be really smart, you know, grew up, but then Albus went on and pursued his his calling. I mean, two brothers can, you know, you can come from the same field. But apparently nobody, but apparently nobody taught Aberforth how to read. Mm, Yeah. Right? Don't, I mean. That's a good point. How'd that happen? Maybe there's, I don't know. Were they stepbrothers? I mean, do we know? We don't really know. Yeah, it's true. We don't. Well, it does look like Dumbledore, you know, that's what Harry said. Or somebody said, or something somewhere, that he looked sort of like Dumbledore, or that he had, at least that he had a long white beard. Can I just say this about the goats? This is going to sound strange, but aren't bezoars those stones found from goats mm-hmm. that saved Ron, mm-hmm. and that we learned about? So maybe, yeah. maybe he he, he harvests maybe them? Or something. I just see him if he's a member of the order and and doing all this, even though he may not be as well educated. I just don't see him as being completely bad and and i don't think he's going to be deliberately abusing animals to you know what i'm saying i don't know we don't know what this, the whole deal with this goat thing is i don't know joe laughed pretty hard when we asked her and she said your guess is oh. mine <laughs> she laughed pretty hard total full-on evil your guess is as good as mine maybe she's never gonna tell us you know it's like one of those things we're gonna like never know you know it's one of those things it was sort of the wink wink nudge nudge implication that the thing that you think it might be is really sort of what it was you know (laughs) that's sort that's sort of where i thought she was going with it but you know we need john here because i'm sure he would have an answer for this yeah yeah but i think you're right to answer the question finally yes i i think that it's Aberforth we're gonna meet more in book seven hi uh I was just wondering if, uh, if you know if, if maybe Hermione may die in the seventh, seventh book. Who knows? Um, I may be wrong. I'm totally new, new to this. So uh, uh, I'm sorry if I'm totally out of the subject this week. Sorry. Bye. Yeah, you know, we can talk about this like all night long. But no, my gut feeling is Hermione will not die in the seventh book. Do I have evidence of that? No. I just don't see Joe, and this goes back to me because my feeling on Harry. I just don't think that Joe, we have put so much emotional investment in these the three characters, the trio, so much more, especially Harry. But I mean, Ron, I just don't see her writing them off. And and I understand why in terms of, of plot, she could do that and give, it would serve to give him an impetus to, to get that final, maybe that, you know, that yeah. push him to, to, to destroy him. But, and I know the whole thing about Hermione, her name origin and all that from Shakespeare and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I, I just, I will say, I will say if I'm going to worry about any of them, it's Jenny. Yeah, no, I've changed. <laughs> I think Ron's going to be fine, but she ended the last book with Harry Harry and Jenny's relationship kind of hanging. And mm-hmm. I could see Jenny being used as the catalyst to push Harry over the edge. Ooh. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of worried about Jenny. Well, that's going to do it for I guess we should tell people how to contact us. Yes, please. How? If you'd like to contact us, though, you can 
reach us in several ways. Mm-hmm. Our Skype username is Pottercast. You can send us a voicemail in the U.S., 702-42-LEAKY. In the U.K., you can dial 020-7193-2872. You can also send us a voicemail through email at staff at pottercast.com. Rockin'. And remember Rockin'. that every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, somebody from Pottercast will be on the line on our Skype line. Or- <laughs> but not John oh. this week because but not John he's, he's like sick. dead. Yeah, so keep this. We actually, yeah, we were supposed to start this a few weeks ago, but we keep forgetting to, get, to do it. Yeah. So poor people have been calling and leaving voicemail messages, and, and we haven't been there. It's yeah. bad. We're, we're just, bad. We're, we're bad getting people. it together, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting it together, we promise. Yeah. Okay. Cue, cue the dog, the blue dog. Woof. Woof, 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 Did you just woof? Sorry. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. And we're back for the end of the show, and John is still sick. Aww. You, know, you guys really, we talked about this in the mailbag, but send them something to cheer them up. Don't send the soup. No. No, and we don't mean, like, buy stuff and send it to the, to the, no. to the P.O. box. That's, no. you know, we don't mean spend money. But, like, you know, make them a little e-card or write them a little Rums. ditty. Actually, actually, <sighs> Sue, yeah. why don't we make that the blog challenge? This week? Oh, good idea. Good idea. Make, do something to make John feel better and put it on your blog mm-hmm. with, in some way, the word Pottercast because... That's how we're going to find you. And we will, I don't know, the best one, we'll get a special, we'll get a special prize. The right. best one. Ooh. Yeah. That's because cool. we'll have John pick it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he'd like that. That'll make him happy. Get him zippy. and I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. I think he deserves it. So, yeah. so do that. Make John, you know, <laughs> give him something to look forward to besides throwing up and yeah. all that grossness. Yeah. But dudes, we need people though to to do this challenge because you know what I I did hear from one Shoshana had to give her a shout out because she wrote and said that she was a Hufflepuff and I was happy, but I did not yeah. see you guys are slacking. Picks. You what are the slacking. There were no pictures of Halloweeny people. Well, there were a couple, you know. Yeah. But there's gonna be no no winner this week. Remember, there could be like mm-hmm. five winners in a week. There could be no winners in a week. Yeah. There, you know, it's all up to you guys. And I think that I want to next week, so maybe prepare for it, but not this week, but next week, do something layout based because we haven't really. Ooh, that's a great idea. We haven't idea. really rewarded people's layouts and images and yeah. the, way that, the way that they do it and the way that they use it. So we will right. try and make sure that you have all the proper tools to do whatever you want. We'll put up images and stuff so that you can grab them and do whatever you want, Pottercasty. And so that'll be for two weeks, so get ready for it. But for this week, eh, we didn't see anything that really knocked our socks off, guys. No. Sorry. I mean, sorry, dudes. You know, I do. T- I do want to give another shout out though to Kimmers, who's one of our elves. Kimmers was a Ravenclaw. She said she dressed up. I love our elves. All the elves. Our and elves love- really cool. They do. And I have one other thing too. I want to thank our lovely Donna and the darlings over in the galleries because they rock and they're putting up Jason Isaac's pictures. For <laughs> so happy. Yeah, the gallery elves have been really busting it lately. They've been really yeah. doing awesome work, and we're really. Yeah. Anyway, this is this is like. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. What, what else? What else? We have to discuss. What's been going well, on with I don't you, Sue? Well, I was off in Fudge Land, you know. So, but now I'm back into the real world. You're covering politics, right? Yes. That's, okay, that's Fudge Land. I I hear you. Sorry. But there's 
code word for that. Uh -huh. Anyway, yeah. don't start me on elections. You really don't, I don't know. want me to. Start. I know. I know. Um, but, you know, but I keep going back. I'll, I'll talk something more happy. It's happy time. 12, by the time this comes out, 12 days, folks. 12 days. In front of happy feet. I'm more excited about happy feet, I think, than I am for the trailer. <laughs> When I was out, I actually I got the soundtrack. When I'm right in the middle of all this, I did. So I'm saying, Boogie Wonderland. You know, so I know. I know. I'm so. But it was. It was just so. That movie is so cute. I know. It really is. Oh, hey. Also, guys, we are coming up very close to the holiday season. Yes, it is. We're past Halloween, so we're inching on Thanksgiving, and then we have a couple of weeks till after that till Christmas. There will be a Christmas filmcast. Woohoo! Yay! Because it's a great way to give you guys a show and also give us a little break for the holidays. And also because it's just so much fun. So start start thinking about them. Start planning them. We want this one to just knock all the other ones out of the water. And we hopefully will come out with them a little early so right. that you can play them on your, you know, for, for the holidays. And this is all the holidays, you know? Don't feel like you're limited. Just, you know? Holidays, man. There's a lot going on. Right. The year. So. Woo! So many great music and so much filking out there. I know that you guys can do it. Oh, you guys have been getting, you guys have been amazing at it. I mean, I was listening to the last filcast, and since the first filcast, it's, I mean, it's just been great. And we have more filks coming in a more regular fashion, and that's all I'll say about that for now. All right, well, I think it's time, Susie. Okay. I know. We'll keep it short and sweet, but we miss you, John. John, feel better soon. And we will see you guys for FR episode 63. 63. I can't think of something that rhymes. I could say squeeb. Squeeb for 63? Squeeb for 63. Yeah, squeeb for 63. Just go. You're wasting time. <laughs> uh, maybe not. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Have a good week. Bye. Top of you. Free. Oh, and about time, too. We've missed it. I confess myself disappointed. Now... If you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>